What's the worst thing you've ever forgotten? I'll give you a moment to think about that. It probably came right to your mind. I have a few. Uh, For instance, the time I forgot to pick my daughter up from school. Yes, that happened on more than one occasion. Three times. Um, but don't worry, both daughters got to experience it. Um, you know, I want them all to, to feel the love. Um, they're fine, though. Um, it'll be something they talk about in therapy one day. Um, it's, it's, it's all fine. Um, then there's the time that I forgot um, something in our worship service here at PCC. Yes, um, I have forgotten things here. Um, to do things that I'm supposed to do in the worship service. I don't know why I'm telling you these things. Um, I guess maybe for a laugh. It's been far enough that I can laugh about it now. Um, One time a few years ago, um, I was preaching, and it was one of the first times I preached, and I was still getting used to the order of service and and everything. And, And Mark was in the service that day. Sometimes when I preach, he's not here. Sometimes when I do, he is. And Um, For some reason, he asked me if I was going to do the invitation time, and it's the response time at the end of sermon, the time where we give you a few minutes to reflect on what God might be doing in your life, And, and I don't know why he asked me that, because typically whoever's preaching just does that, but, um, I don't know if that's what got in the way or what, but I assured him I would do it. And um, I finished preaching, I said the prayer, the worship band comes up, and as soon as I said amen, I sat down, went down to the front row, completely forgetting to do any sort of reflection or invitation time. And Mark's standing there going, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, (laughs) like, what do we do now? (laughs) And he's like, and so all this panic comes in and Terry who was our worship minister at the time you know he's strumming the guitar thinking this is weird like something's not right and fortunately um, he just went on singing and no one came forward that day Um, and so uh, we we joke about that around here now Um, yeah (sighs) what's the worst thing you've forgot Remembering is important. Um, We remember birthdays, we remember anniversaries, we remember holidays, we remember deadlines and appointments. And when we don't remember these things, bad things can happen. And not always, but but there's um, embarrassment and um, definitely being uncomfortable um, happens. Well, God has a lot to say about remembering. And not necessarily the day-to-day stuff. I mean, we do need to keep order and um, be organized. But remembering God and what he's done for you. It's actually very important to God. And if we're not careful, we can forget those things. We can forget what God has done for us. And, And none of us want to do that. We don't do it on purpose. And so remembering actually becomes kind of a practice or a discipline that God's people um, put into our lives. And so um, there's a passage of scripture found in Deuteronomy 6, and it's called the Shema. 
And um, God's people began to use this passage as a prayer, and they would pray this prayer at least twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. And, and they probably prayed it more than that. Now, Jewish people today still practice this prayer multiple times a day. And it, it established a way to remember. And so let's look at that. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. And you can see there, there's an element of this practice of remembering. Talk about these things often. Talk about them um, when you wake up, as you go about your day, and when you go to bed. Put them in places that you'll see regularly. Put them on your door frames so every time you leave, you notice it. Put them on your gates so when you're out working the fields, you, you see them as, as you work. Remind yourself about who God is. And then love him with everything. And this is something that we need to put into practice. And I would go to say that if, if maybe you're there today, if you're sitting here today and you feel like, man, I'm really not that close to God right now. Maybe you need to start to practice some of these things. Put reminders in your way that you see them all day, every day. And these verses continue on, Deuteronomy 6, um, pick up in verse 10. It says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant, then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. See, God brought his people out of, out of slavery, out of the land of Egypt, and um, he saved them, and he's bringing them to this land that he's promised. And, and this land is fully developed. It's not going to take them long, and it's not going to be very hard for them to establish a good life. One that's prosperous and fully developed. And, and a land that would, would cause them, if they're not careful, to forget the one who brought them there. And the instruction is this. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord. You see, it's interesting to me that God can bless us so much that we actually forget the one who gave it. And that happens. We know that happens because we've experienced it before. You see, it's in the good times when, when everything's going well that we seem to be the farthest away from God. He can bless us so much that it actually causes us to forget him. Not too long ago, I was teaching our Bible studies here on Wednesdays, and I was teaching on the book of Proverbs. And through the course of that study, we came across a prayer, a prayer from a man named Agur, A-G-U-R. That's a name, right? 
And Agar prayed this prayer, and it's, it's an amazing prayer. And he doesn't ask for much. And he asks the Lord, Lord, please don't give me too much, or don't give me too little, but give me just enough. And he prayed that prayer. He said, if, if, if you give me too little, I'm afraid that I might do something to sin against you and do something I regret. But Lord, if you give me too much, I might forget you. Be careful that you don't forget the Lord. Remembering is important. And it's important to God. It's so important that he actually established some reminders to help us remember. So here are a couple uh, reminders established by God. The first is this. God established a reminder for himself. Now, isn't that interesting? You may be wondering, well, why would God need to remind himself of anything? He's God, isn't he? Well, it seems a little odd and a little out of place, but it's true. God actually established a reminder for himself. And we see this in the story of the flood. After the flood, a rainbow appears. And we know the rainbow is a reminder that God will never destroy the earth by water again. But do you know who that reminder is for? Let's look. Genesis 9, verses 14 and 15. God is speaking to Noah, and he says, Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy our, all life. God says to Noah, when, when I see the rainbow, I will remember my covenant between me and all creation. And we praise God for that. And not only does God establish a reminder for himself, but he establishes a reminder for his people. And I'm going to give you two examples of this, one from the Old Testament and one from the New Testament. The first example comes as God's people are crossing the Jordan River into that promised land that God is giving them. And they've come out of Egypt, they've wandered for 40 years, and they're about to enter the land. You can read about this in Joshua chapters 3 and 4. At the end of chapter 3, it says the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant are leading the people to the Jordan River. And once they cross the Jordan, they will be in the land. And it says that when the priests got to the edge of the water, their feet touched the water, and the water stopped to flow. The river stopped to flow downstream, and it got backed up. And so that they were able to cross on dry land. And God tells um, Joshua to get 12 men, one from each tribe, and each of them is to grab a stone as they cross the river. Now, this stone wouldn't have been very small. I brought this from my house. We don't get rocks in Florida very often. <clears throat> Sometimes when we think of stones, we think of David in the slingshot and maybe a stone, you know, that is, you know, smaller. These stones were big. And it says in chapter 4 of Joshua, 5 through 7... I almost talked myself out of doing this today. <laughs> Joshua chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. Go over before the ark of the Lord, your God, into the middle of Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, 
to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordans were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. And they did this. These 12 men picked up a stone as they crossed the Jordan River. Now, I imagine some of the stones might even be bigger than this one. And Joshua built a memorial with them. This is what it says in verse 9. Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they are there to this day. Now, the stones probably aren't there today. But at the time that this was written, they were still there as a memorial. God established a reminder for his people so they didn't forget what he did for them. And that's the example of the Old Testament. Now is an example from the New Testament. We actually just finished participating in it. We do it each and every week here at PCC. We call it communion. Sometimes it's called the Lord's Supper. Jesus established this reminder on the night he was betrayed. He was gathered with his disciples and they were eating the Passover feast. And during that meal, he took some bread and he took the cup and he gave thanks and he distributed it. And he says, every time you eat this, remember me. Here's Paul, the Apostle Paul's account of what took place that night. In 1 Corinthians 11, chapter, or verse 23 through 25. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And we partake of the bread and cup each week here at PCC to remember Jesus and his sacrifice for us. I'm going to pause here and give you a little commercial, a little public service announcement about our communion service. You may be wondering, well, where is the bread in your communion service? Um, Some of you probably are thinking, well, we only had juice given to us. And this verse talks about bread, and you only give us juice. You may come from a church that passes a little tray of bread and then passes the tray of juice. And we used to do that for years, and we changed our service. Now, we didn't do away with the bread. You may think we did, but we didn't. It's hidden. Okay, we've noticed recently there's a lot of bread left in the cups after services. <laughs> now, <laughs> either, either you don't know it's there and you think, why am I drinking out of two cups and you just don't see it or something. We don't talk about it often. When we first switched over, we talked about it regularly and we thought, oh, everybody's got it now. But evidently everybody didn't get it. So we don't want you to miss out on the bread, Okay. It's a reminder as well. We started doing this for a couple reasons. One, it's easier just to pass one tray. But the the more important reason is it's really a lot more sanitary and um, less germ-filled. But the funny thing about this is we haven't got any questions about where the bread is. And so you guys are way too kind and too gracious. 
we thank you for being that way, but uh, we don't want you to miss out. Okay, commercial's over. God reminds us of things. I believe God knows how easy it is to forget. He knows that we will forget things, even big things, even him. And so he's established reminders for his people. Now, with the time that we have left, I want to give you a couple practical ways to set up reminders for yourself. Um, This is a practice. Like I said, remembering becomes a discipline for God's people. And so um, here's a couple things that we can do uh, to make sure we don't forget what God has done for us. The first is this. Preserve it somehow. Did you see a pattern in the scriptures we read today of how things were preserved? First, the Shema says, tie these things to your hands, bind them to your foreheads, write them on your doorpost, write them on the gates. That's preserving these things so that we see them and we notice them. The rainbow (laughs) is preserved for all time to be a reminder. I love living in Florida and that we get to see rainbows all the time. I remember as a kid how rare it was to see a rainbow. There's people that live... And in America, that rarely get to see a rainbow, but we get to see them all the time. The rainbow is how God chose to preserve that reminder. Then we have God's people crossing the Jordan River, and they have the reminder of those stones. And and it's specific to pass it on to the next generation so that when when the children see that, they're, hey, watch those stones. What's that all about? And it preserves what God has done for them. And finally, the Lord's Supper, breaking the bread, drinking the cup. It preserves that through all, all history. The early church started this practice and it's done throughout all of church history today and it will continue to do so. It's preserved for God's people. All these things have been preserved in order that we don't forget And we can do the same thing. We can can preserve our memories the same way, Um, specifically even our our big spiritual moments. Preserve it. And here's here's a few ways. I mean, it's simple, but simply just write it down. Now, I hate journaling. (laughs) I've tried to do it a few times in my life, and it just never works. I see the value of it, and, and I want to be able to do it. But every time I try it, I get frustrated, and I just can't stand it. Um, It's not that I just am annoyed with it. There's actually dislike in the practice of doing it. Um, But you know what I did on my recent trip to India? I did a journal. I forced myself to do it because I wanted to preserve that memory. I wanted to preserve what God is doing in India and what God was doing in me. And yeah, I hated every minute of it, and I got a couple days behind, and I just had to force myself to finish. Actually, I didn't even finish it until I got home. But we need to preserve those things. 
The second thing is take a picture. Uh, and I don't have to talk about this. This is how we preserve things all the time now. We, everyone carries a camera around with them. We're actually experiencing the world through the screen of our camera instead of with our eyes. Um, and so we, we already know this. But, but preserve those, those spiritual moments too. Um, I get excited when a memory on my Facebook pops up. And it's, it's something that happened. Maybe, maybe it was the Serve Poinciana that the church did a couple springs ago. And I see those pictures. And I'm like, oh, I get so excited. Or, I always get excited when I see the picture pop up of me baptizing my youngest child. Oh, it's such a joy. So preserve those memories. And then simply just create a reminder. Like the stones from the Jordan River. Be creative with this. I I have little reminders all over the place to help me remember God and remember certain things that have happened in my life or maybe to remind me to pray for certain things. I have a reminder in one of the pairs of my shoes, not not the pair that I'm wearing today, but when I was in India, I had the opportunity of baptizing a couple people. And after that baptism, I put my shoes on and there was a little pebble in my shoe. And you know what that feels like. And I didn't have time to take it out, and I noticed it, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to leave that there. And when I wear those shoes, and I feel that pebble, I'm going to pray for India. And some days when I wear those shoes, I'm praying all day long, because that pebble's just right there, being annoying. (laughs) And sometimes I don't notice it for very long, but every time I notice it, I say a prayer for India. And I know that I pray way more for India now, because of that pebble, than I would if it wasn't there. So create reminders. Preserve those things. The second thing we can do is this, pass it on to others. Again, we see this play out in the passages we looked at this morning. The Shema talks about, impress these things upon your children. Talk about them often. Talk about them when you get up, when you go about your day, when you go to bed. Talk about these things. Pass them on to your children. The memorial Joshua built was specific for the children so that when they would ask, they could tell them what God has done and the Lord's Supper has been passed on and will continue to be passed on until Jesus returns. One of the best ways to remember something is to talk about it, to tell others about it. God has done something in your life. Share it with other people. Tell your story. When God does something huge in your life, don't just keep it for yourself, but share it with others. Don't forget what God has done in your life. Remembering is so important. And we see examples of this in Scripture, and we see, we see practical ways we can put it to use, but now I want to tell you why. Here's the reason why we need to do this. You see, life is not easy. There are days when it seems like all we can do is keep our head above water. There are days that are so discouraging. There are days that are depressing. There are days when we feel like we just want to give up. There are days that it's just the battle continues to go on and on and we just feel like we're losing. It's days like these we can cling to those memories of God 
and who he is and what he has done for us. And sometimes these things will be the only thing that can get you through that day. And so here's my challenge to you this week. I want you to try this. I want you to try to put this into practice. Think of something that God has done in your life. And maybe it's a big thing. Maybe it's Jesus coming to die for you, dying on the cross. And that's great. We need to remember that. But try to think of something specific he has done for you and your life. And then create a reminder. Create a reminder about that thing. And focus on it when you get up, as you go about your day, and when you go to bed. Preserve these things and pass it on to someone else. Share it with somebody. Focus on these things to help you make it through those difficult times. Don't forget. Don't forget God. And don't forget what he's done for you. Let's stand. Father, we come before you this morning being reminded of how important it is to remember. Remember who you are and what you have done. And Father, I don't know why it's so easy for us to forget these things. Um, It seems like it happens way too often. And I know life gets busy and we get so caught up in the day-to-day that sometimes we just leave you out of it. And sometimes life is just going really well and we forget the one who is behind it all. Maybe today we make some changes. Maybe today we become more intentional about remembering these things. Father, forgive us when we do forget you and help us to do better. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.